Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused emotional socialist snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive Massive mental mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer, is known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey guys, welcome to Cut the Crap. I know everyone asked me about that word name for a program. It's merely an acronym for Culture, Race, and American Politics. Because I believe when you mix all of them, everything goes to hell in a handbasket. I want to talk to you about a study, an article that I came across that basically says, here are all the reasons... Almost two dozen reasons. Here are all the reasons why you should think twice about raising your child with religion. Yes, it's an article, a highly trafficked and promoted article about, well, the virtues of not raising your precious children or grandchildren around religion. It's comes under the premise, and it starts out that says, while parents are allowed to their own opinions on how to raise their children, it is sometimes important to get an unbiased, now think about this, an unbiased perspective that challenges our own in order to understand a different perspective. (laughs) Now, This article, ironically, is talking about being unbiased, but that headline is, you should be raising your children without religion. And it gives reasons that only parents who actually raise their children without religion can understand. Isn't that kind of like a dog whistle? You know, they always say, well, the right is, and conservatives, there it is. That's just a dog whistle. I've often wondered about that statement. Say, I believe in order to hear the dog whistle, one has to be a dog. Do they not? So how do they hear it, but none of us hear it? And how do they call it out without saying, well, that's how I hear it. And that's right, because it's their opinion and that's how they hear it. And they want to force this on us. And there is a significant move. If you were looking at some of the promotions that are out there, some of the articles that are put out in mainstream that our young children and our young parents are reading, I see a trend in them trying to destroy faith in families, besides destroying families, besides destroying women. I mean, come on, we live in an upside-down society where 
A boy can be a girl or a girl can be a boy or a man can be a young girl in a public bathroom. But yet this same group of society tells us that what's going on and what we're doing wrong that only they can see because they raise their children without faith or religion is they think our children are not developing critical thinking. See, they say that one of their points is encouraging children to question, analyze, and make decisions based on logic helps develop their critical thinking skills. Does that strike you as disingenuous? Because they say you've got to get faith out so your kid can evolve. And the first thing they want is critical decision makings. Question, analyze, make decisions based on logic. Your children know that a boy is not a girl and a girl is not a boy. Oh, and they're also rapidly learning not to question, right? And not to analyze and not make decisions based on logic. But yet they're saying having anything faith-based hampers the development of critical thinking. They go on to say that religion often comes with a set of beliefs that followers are expected to accept without question which can hinder development of your children. I seem to realize that in this cult of liberal, this uh, new religion of trans people, isn't that one of the areas that we're expected to accept without question? Ironic, isn't it? Religion often comes with a set of beliefs that followers are expected to accept without question, which can hinder this development. They go on to say that teaching children to critically think enables them to make informed decisions and understand the world around them more comprehensively. Is it only me that sees this disconnect of gobbledygook? They say that raising a child, this is their other point, without religious influence allows them to form their own opinions and beliefs based on their own experiences and knowledge. They learn to weigh different perspectives and make decisions based on their own judgment rather than adhering to prescribed beliefs. Again, they're talking about our children put into a school system that teaches a different perspective, which is there, but you are not allowed to make a decision based on your own judgment or your own beliefs. You have to believe their beliefs because their beliefs are the only ones. In other words, indoctrination, listen to this last line. They say it needs to make decisions based on their own judgments rather than adhering to prescribed beliefs. Here's what they say. This fosters a sense of independence and confidence in their abilities. Wow. Independence? How can you be pushing this liberal junk and say you're for independence? They also say, their third point, is that we must, as parents and faith-based and not teaching children to have faith, that must be avoided because you must avoid fear-based motivations. They actually say many religions use the concept of reward and punishment, heaven and hell, for instance, to motivate followers, teaching children to behave well 
out of fear of punishment can create anxiety and stress. Encouraging positive behavior for its own sake leads to a healthier mindset and intrinsic motivation. Again, don't we live in a society that if we literally don't post the right thing, say the right thing, or act the right way, that we can be punished, we can be banned, we can be canceled in cancel culture, and oh, hey, get the shot, don't stand close, don't go out because you'll catch the pandemic, and yet they want us who have faith and religion in our lives and children and grandchildren to avoid that because it's fear-based motivation? Can you see how upside down and ironic this is? It's because it is exactly like you know. Do as we say, not as we do. That's their commandments. Let's look at you, but don't you dare look at me. I know what's better for you, and you don't need religion. You just need what I'm teaching you. And if you'll toe the party line, well, you'll be one of us and you'll be accepted or we'll cut you off. There's a little bit of fear. Folks, share this program. Hang tight. (laughs) More coming up. I'll be right back right after this. See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut the crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back. Hey guys, I just wanted to say thank you for tuning in to Cut the Crap. Because, you know, culture, race, and politics, that's the crap that kind of makes everything go to hell in a handbasket. But you know, sometimes everything can, in fact, go to hell in a handbasket. In my own life, I got caught in the Los Angeles riots associated with Rodney King. And in a matter of a few hours, there was nothing left in the city of Los Angeles. No grocery store foods, no nothing. Everybody scrambled for food. And for a week, everything was shut down. You learn very quick that, well, times are tough. If they get really out of control, you might not be able to feed yourself. That's why I want you to know there is a companion program to cutting the crap. It's called Survive the Crap. It's how to hack it when all goes to hell. These are some of the things that you, well, your grandparents, your great-grandparents and those before knew because, let's face it, they were tougher than us and didn't need any safe spaces. Now, I know you don't need safe spaces, but you do need to protect yourself. And that's why I've done this particular, well, it's an audio blog. It's a training program. Survive the crap, how to hack it when it all goes to hell. You'll learn incredible things like, did you know you could store fresh eggs for two years? Hey, did you know that bread, as a matter of fact, really does grow on trees? How about pocket soup? You ever heard what pocket soup is? Yeah, it's soup you can carry around in your pocket. Did you know that you could make flour from the sun-kissed flour? Or how about some of the fantastic foods that are right in front of your face? You had no idea, no idea that you could eat. And what about your health? Can you take care of yourself if all goes bad? Could you heal yourself with honey? Or hey, do you know how to make a... Prepper's antiviral extract. There's so many things you need to learn and know, like what is the fastest fruiting fruit crop 
that you can grow. How about, do you know what a food forest is? Hey, if you just wanted chickens for fresh eggs, do you know what chickens you should get? Or do you know what a cooney cooney is? Right? How about, do you know about this simple survival fast food that is a power protein plan of making sure you get good protein? Or do you even know what's better, dehydrated foods or maybe freeze-dried foods? Could you even forage for wild strawberries? Or do you even know how to create an easier instant food bunker? These are just some of the things that I teach you at survivethecrap.com. Yes, it's survivethecrap.com. How to hack it when it all goes to hell. It's the companion to cut the crap. So go to survivethecrap.com and subscribe today. Survivethecrap.com. We're back. Now let's continue to fight back and take back our country by learning how to tell the politically correct to cut the crap. Here's Jovan. We're back. <laughs> We're talking about this study, this article. Came out of Microsoft, something to tend, do with Microsoft. Uh, uh, a Trends and Tactics article uh, was what it was written about. Some company called Serena Tactics. Uh, hmm, Tactics. I wonder if there's a little bit of a hint in there. And it's the two dozen reasons why you should think twice about raising your child with religion. Their next point is, well, you got to build tolerance and open-mindedness. They say exposing children to a variety of beliefs and cultures promotes tolerance and open-mindedness. Relying solely on religious teachings can sometimes lead to a narrow worldview, making it harder for children to accept different and differing beliefs, teaching inclusivity and acceptance helps in building a more harmonious society. Again, isn't this do as we say, not as we do? Um, don't we have all kinds of beliefs and cultures all across the spectrum, conservative or otherwise? I mean, it's kind of the basis of the United States of America. I'm even wondering if the author, or whoever put this together, even had any religion or faith in their lives, or even life, or even read a Bible that teaches about many cultures and teaches about, well, being suppressed and being captured. You know, they say they want tolerance and open mindedness. The whole struggle in many of the biblical struggles is about getting your freedoms and liberty and open-mindedness, and being able to live your life. But yet they say here that if you rely solely on religious teachings, it will lead to a narrow worldview. But there's that word, inclusivity. You know why they put it in there. Because it's agenda-driven. They also say that if you are raising your child, and you are raising your child, uh, well, religiously, that you are not encouraging questioning and curiosity. Well, they, they said that earlier, but of course they have to pump up all the reasons why. Here's what they say, fostering a sense of curiosity and the desire to learn is crucial in child development. Some religious teachings discourage questioning, promoting blind faith instead, encouraging 
children to ask questions and seek answers helps in developing their research and problem-solving skills. Here we live in a society where if you're curious and you want to question the teachings of the system, which is the new religion, well, you are discouraged from questioning. And oh, by the way, doesn't our current system promote blind faith, the government, the new religion, blind faith in global warming, the cult faith of global warming? It has to have blind faith or you're bad. Again, this is trying to make faith the scapegoat, trying to give people an excuse for walking away faith. I think faith ultimately makes you question, ultimately makes you look at things with a deeper, well, both value and reverence. And if they want to question, and they say we need to question and have curiosity in our children, why are we stopping teaching of history or American history in our schools? That's right, because they're replacing the faith that they're trying to run out with their own faiths and beliefs. They actually say that you got to get your children away from religion and faith because they need to understand the value of evidence. Yes, I did say that. The value of evidence. It says teaching children to seek evidence and base their beliefs on facts rather than faith helps develop a rational mindset. Let's see. See Johnny. See Johnny's penis. Visually observe it. Johnny has a penis. Johnny is a boy. That is a fact. It's a rational fact. No, they say Johnny is a girl with a penis. Yes, you see a penis, but you're not really looking deep enough because Johnny is really a girl. That's irrational. Even though you seeked evidence and observed it, you're thinking wrong. I mean, I, I'm reading you from this report. Teaching children to seek evidence and base their beliefs on facts rather than faith helps develop a rational mindset. This approach prepares them for real-world problem-solving where evidence-based decisions are crucial. It also helps in distinguishing between reliable and unreliable sources of information. Johnny, see this shot? See how we force you to take it? See all the death rates, cancer rates going through the roof? See that evidence? That means it protects you and you're better off. Yes, these people double speak. These people use the pressure points in our society to try to bend us to their view. Oh, by the way, hey, here's one. Here's probably their key agenda here of why you have to get away from faith and you should probably not raise your kids with faith because these people have done it and only they can advise you. How about this one? Avoiding gender bias and stereotypes. Many religions have traditional views on gender roles that can perpetuate stereotypes and bias. Raising children without these influences allow them to see all genders as equal and capable of fulfilling any role they choose. This promotes equality and helps in breaking down gender barriers. 
See Johnny? See Johnny's a boy? See Johnny has a penis? Johnny wants to be a wife. Yes, he wants to be a fulfilling wife. So he gets to choose the role he wants to be, and this promotes equality, and that's why we must break down the gender barrier, girls and girls. You've got to avoid the gender bias. Although, don't forget, I told you just before this, you must, must understand the value of evidence, and you must question everything. Just don't question little Johnny's gender, because if you do... Well, then you're bigoted, and you're not nice, and, well, you're bad for the system. They teach this crap in schools, folks. And then they say that teaching children faith, ready for this? Teaching children faith, in their mind, destroys a sense of accountability and destroys a sense of responsibility. Yes, when I come back, wait till you hear how this study says faith and religion actually destroys a sense of accountability and responsibility. Yes, I know you can't believe your ears. This is nuts. But then again, it's the left. Share this program, folks. Much more to cover. Hang tight. I'll be right back right after this. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight, Jovan will be right back. Guys, I want to have a very serious discussion with you about your home, your family, and your finances. You know that uh, our nation is suffering right now with this mail-order maladministration that's been selected, not elected, and put in the White House. It makes our future look bleak financially, especially when you consider 47, yes, $47 trillion has vaporized in our stock market. Additionally, this administration has printed... More money in the last two years than the previous hundred years combined. That's a big problem. Now, if you want to play it safe and you want to protect your family, you need to think about your IRA, your 401k, your retirement savings account, okay? This is a big geopolitical deal. You need to check out JovanLovesGold.com. Yes, JovanLovesGold.com, and I do. Now, here's why you need to do it. This is not about you buying gold. Get it straight. This is about you can make a move, just a financial move, a lateral move. You're not liquidating your retirement or anything like that. You're just making your move to switch it from the markets to fixing it in gold. Gold has lasting value. You need to lock it in. If you will reach out to jovanlovesgold.com, that's jovanlovesgold.com. And by the way, there's a $10,000 incentive to do it because if you qualify, you might get $10,000 more added to your account in silver from our partners at Gold Co. You need to check it out. You need to fortify yourself and you need to make sure absolutely you're protected because you don't want to keep on losing money because of this maladministration. 
Now, that's all for you at jovanlovesgold.com. Please go there, jovanlovesgold.com. Now, I want to tell you about one other. I want to tell you about something that's kind of scary, especially if you're a homeowner. Now, you know in this day and age that you can check for your title online, you can check your ownership online. Hell, uh, even people are having registering online. We know how dangerous registering to vote online is. You can't confirm the papers there. Here's what you need to know. You know, your deed to your home is the only thing that proves you own it. Did you know that crooks can get online, look up your deed, print a simple form of that deed, affix their name to it, submit it, right? Submit it. And then all of a sudden they own your home and then they can flip and sell your home. You've seen all this craziness buying and selling homes online. This can all literally be done, maybe 60, 90 days. You don't even know it. And all of a sudden somebody has stolen the title to your house. They've borrowed against it. Now it's sold property and you're left with it. And this is a hard crime to fix. Look, that's why I want to tell you about HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. You can go to slash Jovan or just put in the promo code Jovan. Register your address right now. No obligation report. It's a home title report. It's $100 value. You get it free. Again, you get your home title report at HomeTitleLock.com forward slash Jovan. Your promo code is Jovan. You want to lock your title, folks. People can do this online right now. When they're stealing our voting records and they're stealing databases and credit card information, they're going to find your home. And you don't know it till it's gone, till it's after the fact, and you've lost your asset. Do yourself a favor, hometitlelock.com forward slash Jovan, promo code Jovan. Get the $100 value free, no obligation home title report. That's it. Titlelock.com forward slash Jovan. Folks, do it now. Did you know that Jovan is the only private citizen which has a full webpage dedicated to him on the Secretary of Georgia's government website? Why? Because politicians are deathly afraid of Jovan, his reach, his fans, and his calling him out publicly and telling them to cut the crap. They know Jovan empowers the people, and corrupt politicians do not want the people knowing the truth. Now, let's get back to it. Okay, guys, we're back with tons of crap. <laughs> yeah. The almost two dozen reasons why you should think twice about raising your child with religion, because people do it, and you need to know what they do. Before we went to the break, we were talking about fostering a sense of accountability. And that, well, here's how they view it. Get ready for this. Teaching children that their actions have consequences in this life rather than in an afterlife fosters a sense of accountability and responsibility. They learn to take responsibility for their actions and understand their impact on others. This leads to a more ethical and responsible behavior. Okay, let me see if I've got this right. If I teach my children to have faith, to believe in God, to have a religion, that you're saying I'm teaching them their consequences are in the afterlife and only in the afterlife? Again, I don't believe, well, these researchers or authors ever, by any means, had faith in their life. I'm just going to read this paragraph as it is. 
is about fostering a sense of accountability. They say, teaching children that their actions have consequences in this life rather than in the afterlife fosters a sense of accountability and responsibility. They learn to take responsibility for their actions and understand their impact on others. This leads to a more ethical and responsible behavior. Are what we witnessing with Black Lives Matter and Antifa and everything else, are we watching people that truly believe this left that, well, you got to have responsibility and for your actions and understand your impact and others? Uh, isn't that the epitome of they don't believe they have any consequences in this life? They're not living what you're saying here. They're not leading a life that has more ethical and responsible behavior. Oh, yes, I know. It's your agenda, right? And you say your agenda's right. They also say, folks, that you've got to promote a love for science and learning. Get this one. Religious beliefs sometimes contradict scientific findings and leading to confusion or rejection of scientific knowledge. Encouraging a love for science and learning from a young age fosters curiosity and a desire to understand the world. This can lead to innovation and better understanding of our universe. Religious beliefs sometimes contradict scientific findings. Well, I know that religion teaches there's Adam and Eve. Man and woman go forth and multiply. And I know that the current liberal science believes that Amy can have a penis or Wanda, who now identifies as William, takes testosterone and grows a beard, is a man. He's just a man that has a period. And yet, here in this, you say we need to get rid of religious beliefs because sometimes they contradict scientific findings they also say you need to build emotional resilience teaching children to find strength within themselves rather than relying on a higher power builds emotional resilience they learn to cope with challenges find solutions to their problems and seek support from their community this inner strength and resilience are crucial for navigating life's ups and downs. Yeah. Teaching children to find strength within themselves rather than relying on a higher power builds emotional resilience. This person has such a flawed view of faith that they think it's probably something like a potion or a spell out of Hogwarts that you pray and get powers and do it. This is totally upside down. Here's one of their main ones that why you have to take out religion. You got to raise your kids without, without religion because see, you need to do that because you must encourage equality and social justice. ha. <laughs> Many religious texts contain outdated views on social issues, and following these teachings can perpetuate inequality 
Teaching children about equality and social justice helps in creating a fairer society and promotes respect for all individuals regardless of their background. Asterisk. Unless they are conservatives. Unless they support Donald J. Trump. Unless they're make America great again or nationalists. Get my point? Many religious texts contain outdated views on social issues. Outdated views on social issues. Well, let's see. What makes it a religious text is they've written a couple of thousand years ago, and they're about moral judgments. Uh, Of course, they weren't dealing with what we're dealing with. And this is how I know these authors, these writers know nothing, nothing about faith. They go on to say that you must avoid sectarianism and religious conflict. You must avoid it. They say that growing up without religious bias can help in regards to sectarianism and religious conflict. Children learn to see beyond religious labels, promoting unity and reducing discrimination. This is crucial in building a peaceful and inclusive society. Yes, you need to avoid that sectarianism. You need to be a gay child and you need to go right in the face of that Taliban and tell them they're wrong about gay attitudes and stick out your hand and avoid those religious labels and sing Come By Yah and look, We can just build a peaceful, inclusive society. Problem is, they'll throw you from the nearest rooftop. But then again, well, that's the Taliban. They're okay. But those conservatives, let me tell you. Now, in this next one they recommend, I think you can see where this is headed. Here's what they say. You must foster a global mindset. Here you can really see the basis of what they're doing about midway through their points. A secular upbringing encourages children to think globally, understanding that humanity is connected regardless of religious beliefs. They learn to appreciate diverse cultures and beliefs, leading to a more integrated and harmonious world. Yes, harmonious world and integrated with No conservatives, no people of faith, nothing that is values and ethics. Yes, we've got to get rid of those because what makes this globalist mindset work is a, you've got it, secular upbringing. They say you must build a moral foundation without fear. Hmm, kind of sounds like they're stretching these out, don't you think? Here's how this one goes. You can teach children about ethics and morals without the fear of divine punishment. They learn to do what is right because it is right, not out of fear of retribution. This creates a stronger internal moral compass. Hmm. Let's see. Our government, pandemic, don't misgender somebody. You need to do that without 
fear of divine punishment. Ironic, isn't it? For them to actually say you can teach children with, about ethics and morals without the fear of divine punishment. They can learn to do what is right because it's right, not out of fear of retribution. Aren't every one of us right now living under the fear of retribution? Yes, we are. They say we need to encourage a sense of wonder about the universe. They, they, they say, they go on to say, without religious explanations for the universe's existence, children can explore and wonder about the cosmos. This encourages a sense of awe and curiosity, driving them to learn more about the world around them. I personally think the cosmos proves God. And thinking about the cosmos is very fine, because it is bigger and more divine than us. But see how antiquated this is? No, got to put it right down on the earth. I, I'm sorry, writers of this article at Serena Tactics. That's kind of a middle-aged view that you stretched for to put together this study. Here's another one. Building a supportive community. I thought faith and religion and family did that. Nope, they say secular communities can provide support and a sense of belonging without the need for religious affiliation. There's the point. They want all of this without any need of religious affiliation. They say children learn the importance of community and supporting one another, fostering a sense of connection and belonging, and that secular communities provide that. There's no need for a religious affiliation. Here comes their pleasure pulse. Yep. Avoiding guilt and shame associated with religious doctrines. There you go. Kind of like the teachers teaching preschoolers about angel, uh, anal sex. How to have secret safe places at home to masturbate. Yeah. They don't want that guilt. And so you got to avoid guilt and shame because that's associated with religious doctrines. They say religious doctrines can sometimes instill feelings of guilt and shame in followers. Raising children without these influences allow them to develop a healthier self-esteem and self-worth. Hey, raising children in preschool to know about anal sex, how to pleasure themselves, don't tell your parents, have dress-up clauses at school, but don't tell mama and daddy, I'm telling you, yeah, you don't think that's influenced? You don't think that's your own Secular religious doctrine? You don't think you're changing them? Oh, I know you want to absolve your feelings of guilt and shame. And you should have guilt and shame for what you do to children. But yes, in your world, the secular world, you've got to get rid of guilt and shame. You don't want anybody to question you and what you're daring to do with our young children, what you propose to do to our young children that's now part of your secular education system. Folks, hang tight with me. I'm coming up to the closing segment. We're going to cover a few more, but as I've said, folks, we're at war. And this is one of the tactics they use to poison the mind of our young. Hang tight. I'll be right back right after this. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daily on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag 
Jovan Hutton, Pulitzer. Hang tight, Jovan will be right back. Hey guys, I want to point you to a few places you should be following me. You know, there is the video version of Cut the Crap I do every day, 7 a.m., 7 p.m., seven days a week, Central Standard Time, and you can always find me on Rumble. That's rumble.com forward slash Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. By the way, when I do my special programs of Coffee and Crap, where I show you some incredible videos from across our culture that kind of shine a light on our culture, race, and American politics. You know, I drop them over at my Telegram. Are you following me in Telegram? It's real easy. t.me forward slash Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. And oh, by the way, you know I do exclusive content all the time for my special subscribers at jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com. If you thought you got a tremendous amount of information just on my regular social media, then you should consider following me on jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com. It's just like any other social media, except if you want to join the exclusive club, you can come behind the scenes, get more advanced training, podcast, videos, and communication on all the stuff I talk about when it comes to culture, race, and American politics. And don't forget, I'm on Twitter. Follow me at twitter.com forward slash Jovan H. Pulitzer. Look, I enjoy interacting with you. Join me on all social platforms. And hey, if you want to be on the inside club and click where we really share the hardcore information, you really should be participating with me at jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com. I'll see you there. Can you feel it? You're getting more powerful by the minute. Just think of the impact your voice will have simply because you know how to tell the culture, race, and American political prostitutes. They all need to cut cut the the crap. crap. Let's get back to Jovan and his final words for this week's program. I'm, I'm covering an, a study, an article about the reasons why you should think twice about raising your children with religion. This little point they have says you got to promote physical health and well-being. Get this. Some religions impose dietary restrictions or fasting, impacting a child's physical health. Encouraging balanced nutrition and healthy eating habits continues to their, uh, contributes to their overall well-being and development. Are you getting a sense that this is just all about hating on religions? Yeah, some religions talk about not eating pork. It was valuable in the old days for trichinosis. And if they kept it, that's their choice, not yours. And it's not suppression. Take it. I'm a Jew. I love bacon. Here's another one. Encouraging artistic and creative expression. They say that religions sometimes view certain forms of artistic expression as unacceptable. Encouraging creativity in all its form allows children to explore talents and express themselves freely. All children do that naturally. You can't suppress that in kids because that's how kids are. And frankly, folks, that one has nothing to do with religion. Although they're just trying to pack the house 
in their favor. How about this one? They say you got to build a sense of empathy and compassion. They say teaching children to empathize with others regardless of their religious belief fosters compassion and kindness. They learn to help others simply because it's the right thing to do, not because of religious mandates. Okay, uh, who could have a problem with that? I don't think religious mandates come down. I think liberal mandates come down that, you, hey, you can't trust a Christian, you can't trust a conservative. But, and everyone can have compassion and kindness. Again, this is a stretch. They're trying to imply that if you have religious beliefs, you can't have a sense of empathy and compassion. I'm telling you, if you have religious beliefs, you probably have an incredible sense of compassion. Speaking of cult religions, they show themselves here. You got to have, you can't have religion because you need to foster a love for humanity and our planet. There you go. See, religion's got to be against the planet, right? They say encouraging children to care for the planet and all its inhabitants fosters a love for humanity and the desire to make the world a better place. They learn to take action for the greater good, contributing to a positive society. I think the key word here is planet. And again, trying to get rid of one religion in place of another. It's all gobbledygook. All junk. And folks, this is what our precious children and grandchildren are subjected to every single day of their life within the education system. Yes, they're killing God. Yes, they're killing religion. And they're killing God, and they're killing religion, and they're taking away your higher power because they're replacing it with a new God, a new religion. And by the way, that religion is Marxism and is communism. And most people don't realize that communism is, in fact, a religion. It's a religion that there is no God, and that everything is owned by everyone, and that everybody is working for the greater good of everybody. That's the socio-political, philosophical, and economic ideology behind that socialist movement that ultimately creates the communist society. And they say it's centered around common ownership and the means of production, but hey, you want a little bit of more food? You own it. No, you can't have it. Oh, you want a bigger house? Well, you're right. We all own it. No, no, no. This one's yours. Oh, you want to come over here to my palace as the communi communism leader? No, 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 no. I know you own it, but you can't come here. See the disconnect? It's all a brainwash, folks. It is all about crapping in the cranium. Now, they, they touch on things. They touch on things that if you're a worker, you're being mistreated. We won't mistreat you because you own part of everything. 
Do you really think in these countries like China that the people feel like they own the government? They own their land and their homes? Do you think in these countries that you can just walk in and say, hey, I own it, I own that cow, fix me up a big old steak today. You think that happens? Of course not. See, this is part of the great deception, and I believe that great deception is in fact satanic. And I believe why they always bring religion and faith into it is in fact because it is satanic. They want to wow you with beautiful sayings and our beautiful images and beautiful ideas, but at the heart of it is something vile, very sinister, very evil and destructive and controlling. You know, this is where the Bible does tell you. This is where the Bible tells you that Lucifer was the greatest angel of all, was the most beautiful of all, the angel of light, the angel of music, everything. That Lucifer was the most glorified of all, but he fell from heaven to create his own kingdom. He was the morning star. He was the shining one. And isn't that what they do? Put out the new morning star, the shining one. The new shining, shininess to do, and you'll be great and better. But at the heart of it all is a very vile, evil, dark desire to control mankind, to corrupt mankind, all under the name of, can't we all just get along and be better? And so folks, all of this, all of these premises that I read you, come, I believe, from the great deceiver, are part of the great deceiver's plan to consume as many souls as possible. And this is why I tell you, beyond a shadow of a doubt, we must show up, we must stand up, we must speak out, and we literally must tell every one of these evil rat bastards to cut the crap because what they are feeding us is crap and our power comes from God. Our image is made from him and that we have the ability to create or destroy but to live freely and to worship freely as we see fit. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is, learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Cut the Crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority. And we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Von Hutt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week. And between now and then, 
Take a stand and tell them all to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Hey guys, do you know I've had the best night's sleep of my life and it was as simple as just changing my pillows. I know that may sound stupid. Look, you've seen Mike Lindell and his wonderful product, My Pillow. I actually just didn't think a pillow could change my life. I finally got my pillows. Now, let me tell you about my sleep habits. Number one, you know, when we do this every 12 hours, we're joining together to do my broadcast every 12 hours. Sleep is so precious to me. And I was very lucky, very lucky to get three to four hours of really good sleep any one night. I used to use nine pillows, and it's because I've broken so much in my body, old battle wounds, broken arms, you name it, sleep was not my friend, and it was ruining my health, tremendously ruining my health. Well, I saw Mike's commercial, didn't know Mike for a long time. I finally broke down and got my pillows. I took those nine pillows, I tossed them out completely. Went to two my pillows. I'm asleep. I'm telling you now, where I used to lay there a couple hours not getting to sleep. I'm asleep now in 15 minutes or sooner. It is a gift. Look, you need to go to mypillow.com forward slash Jovan, J O V A N. You need to do that so you can get my discount. You want to get my discount on everything that Mike sells. Now, I can tell you, living honest to God proof that my sleep has changed. The fact that I can go to sleep in 15 minutes and not lay there literally for two hours has basically gave him, given me almost two hours of sleep back. That is an incredible gift. I sleep more soundly. I sleep all night long. Now, of course, I've gone into other products, right? I now use uh, the bed toppers. I now wear the slippers. Hey, folks, go to MyPillow.com forward slash Jovan. You have to put your promo code of Jovan in to get my discount. You get a bigger, better discount. MyPillow.com, your promo code is Jovan. I'm telling you, if you cherish your sleep, you know that feeling when you just can't wait to get to bed and you lay down and you go, oh, man, and it's just the best part of your day and you want to wake up feeling great, I hadn't had that for decades until I decided to switch to my pillow, and I switched everything. Folks, do yourself a favor. Get your beautiful sleep back. Go to MyPillow.com. Use your promo code Jovan. MyPillow.com. Use your promo code Jovan. You're going to find out you want all the things Mike is offering, and you want to help him fight for America, too, and this is how you do it. MyPillow.com. Promo code Jovan. <laughs> 